You're listening to the Healthy Essentials Podcast, episode number 16. Easy back to school lunch and work ideas that'll help you get back into the rhythm and the flow of your regular routine without having to hesitate about what to make for lunch and dinner every day for the family. These are my go-to meals, snacks, recipes, and tips for making the back-to-school transition a little bit easier on both your schedule and your wallet. So without further ado, enjoy today's episode all about back-to-school snacking, back-to-work eating, and how to essentially get back into your rhythm and your routine and your flow of being back at school and back at work. Today's episode is sponsored by Love Good Fats, a keto-based company out of Toronto. They make the most delicious wrapper-licking-worthy keto bars that are packed with about 1 to 2 grams of sugar at the absolute most, 7 to 9 grams of fiber, and 13 grams of wholesome fats. They just released, drumroll, four new flavors. They have a cookies and cream, a lemon mousse, and they have two nut and seed bars that also have a little bit of dark chocolate in them. Again, all of them are keto. You can buy them online at lovegoodfats.ca and drum roll as well, double drum roll. I think this is a very exciting announcement is they have a 20% off promo running right now on their new bars that they just released. And my promo code also applies to that. So you can get each bar for less than $2 a piece by using the discount code Lindsay1234. Welcome back to the Healthy Essentials podcast, friends. I am thrilled to have you here. I it's funny because every time I thought about starting the podcast, I would get this like overwhelming wave of anxiety being like, who am I to sit in my room, try to have a conversation with the microphone and not look like a weirdo if someone was so peep in my window. But at the same time, I also know that each and every week I get to connect with amazing people like you. So thank you for tuning in and listening and for giving your feedback on the podcast. A lot of you have been sending me messages and notes and they're so sweet and so supportive. And you've been telling me Again, a couple of times where the podcast is either like blanked out or you can't hear it and um, just some really good critical feedback. And I so, so much appreciate it. So thank you. So without further ado, we're talking into today's episode and you guys know me. I don't like to edit because time is not of the essence at the moment. I do not have a lot of it. So we are not going to be editing this podcast. So if I fumble and blip and you get to see my human side, I apologize. But without further ado, I want to share some of my favorite back to school and back to work lunch and snack ideas. So as most of you know, I'm in school year round. So I don't really have a summer in the point of where my meal prepping game has to slack off. So I do find that having a little bit more of a regimented approach to meal plan and making sure that I'm prepping things regularly throughout the year um, and the week makes a huge difference when it comes to time and decision making, especially when I'm studying and I'm bouncing in between classes or I just find that I get hungry more often because my brain is just using so much more glucose and sugar to try to memorize all of the muscles of the body and every single thing that they do and what innervates them and supplies them. And can you tell my head is kind of spinning at the moment? Anyhow, let the countdown for, let the countdown to exams begin because we are actually in a month. It's a my birthday in an exact month from the day that I'm recording this on August the 18th, and we will be in full-fledged exam mode. So we have one month. But what will be on point, though, is our snack game. So when I sat down to originally plan out this episode, I wanted to share ideas and, and recipes and snack combos that you can make in five minutes or less 
So there will be a couple that are a little bit longer, but for the most part, I have 15 different ideas for you. Any recipes that I mentioned, I'll share in the show notes for you. Um, But these are my go-to snacks that are kid-friendly, but also very time-friendly as well. Um, And a couple of the options as well, you can purchase in your local health food store or at the superstore. Because I do try to promote local companies that are available to everyone in the bulk of grocery stores and, and chains. So fingers crossed that'll make it a bit easier on you guys to stock up and to grab what you need. Okay, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. So before we start, I do want to make sure that if you haven't listened to the Superfood Snacks for Super Busy People, that is another great episode for you to refer to prior to listening to this one or after, doesn't matter, you do you, whatever you want to do, friend. But that's another great episode where I mentioned some uh, more pre-made snacks and um, and options that you can actually purchase instead of having to make yourself because these are a lot more homemade if you want to go on the more money-saving approach um, versus if you know that you don't have a lot of time but you still want the highest quality snacks and superfoods possible, you can purchase them um, and listen to that episode there. So the link is in the show notes for you there. Okay, the very first tip that I have is to prep. So obviously meal prepping is important, but just batch prepping in general. So I like to use the quote, double the batch, don't double the effort. And so that's if you find a snack or a meal that you really like cooking, don't make it in single batches multiple times throughout the week. Make one big batch once and then have four or five portions of it. You can also do this and freeze a lot of the items that you do make extra of. So what I try to do is ensure that most recipes that I do make are freezer friendly and it's also family friendly as well, just essentially for moms so they can very easily pull it out of the freezer and ensure that it can thaw in the time frame which they're away from the house. And then by the time they get back to have dinner with the family, it's something that they can quickly pull and then uh, re, uh, reheat. And then they either have a soup, a stew, burgers, or some sort of snack that the kids can tuck into after they get home from school. Or if you're the student yourself, something that you can tuck into after class ends. So my very first thing that I like to prep are trail mix bags. So you can go to either the dollar store or you can use your reusable bags or even beeswax wraps but you can make little bags for your superfood trail mix. So what I like to put in this is cashews, pecans, almonds, pumpkin seeds, sesame seeds, hemp hearts, sometimes chia seeds, but those get stuck in my teeth, Uh, goji berries or a little bit of dried fruit, or I will also put in some of the coconut clusters. You can do that by getting coconut clusters that are either pre-made for you. So Kibbe Snacks Organics has some great ones. They have chili lime ones, which are delicious, or you can just grab uh, toasted coconut flakes or just some raw shredded coconut. And then I'll toss in some dark chocolate as well. So mix all of that up into a bowl, whatever quantities that you want. If you want more sweet, more savory, up to you. And then I just like to uh, to put it into little baggies. And then I put them in a uh, like a plastic container or a plastic little basket. Keep that in my pantry. And then it's easy for me to pull out my snacks um, when I need them. So super convenient. Those are also car friendly if you don't have dark chocolate in them. Um, they're car friendly. So if you are someone who is golfing or you're driving in between a lot of events and kids activities or just activities of your own appointments, it's really easy to keep those in the glove compartment of your car. And then you can pull it out as you need to and you can snack on them on your ride. The other thing is those also make fantastic salad toppers as well. So say you're in a pinch and you have three or four salad ingredients, it's easy to toss a bag of those, again, if they don't have dark chocolate on them, and then you can have a a little bit of crunch to your salad, and I would encourage you to top them with more hemp parts if you can. So tip number one is to make trail mix bags. The second one, and this is the cheapest snack to make out of everything, is hard-boiled eggs. Hard-boiled eggs, especially if you do more of a soft hard-boiled egg instead of doing a super dry one where they're 
where you're cooking them for like five, seven minutes plus. Um, I strongly recommend keeping, again, the yolk like a little bit um, more soft. Yes, it's so weird to say that. Yeah, keep your eggs soft. Um, and just because more of the nutrition is found within an egg that hasn't been cooked to its full extent, uh, eggs are a fantastic source of vitamin A and protein and omega-3 fatty acids. Um, they're just a brain superfood, but they're a complete protein and a, a sense of, uh, sorry, a source of wholesome fat. So I love eating two of these for a snack. I also love putting it, um, pairing it with a little bit of the everything seasoning bagel spice mixture. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, you should try to get your hands on a little bit of it. You can get it at, uh, I'm sure you can get it at Whole Foods, but you can also make it yourself. I was lucky enough to find a little jar of it at Winner's. But it's essentially a combination of garlic, onion, sea salt, black pepper, sesame seeds, and poppy seeds. It tastes exactly like the everything seasoning bagel topping, hence why it's named that. But I really like adding a sprinkle of that to my eggs. It takes out the blandness flavor of eggs. Um, So I'll do that or I'll add some um, avocado or even some tomato uh, to my hard-boiled egg and I'll make like a mini egg sandwich. I know that sounds delectable, d- delightful. I don't know, whatever. Sounds good um, in my in my eyes. The third tip that I have for you guys is to make energy bites. So if you haven't already downloaded the guide, I created it. It's called Lindsay's Ultimate Energy Bite Bundle. It's a freebie for you guys. It's on my website. If you go through um, the links, it's under my favorites. So the bundle is there. You can download it. It'll be emailed directly to you but it's 16 of my favorite recipes so far, and I will continue to um, expand it. So there's probably about 10 more recipes that I have to add to that, but each of the energy bites takes anywhere between three to maybe six or seven ingredients at most. And I'm talking, if it's on the higher end for ingredients, it's a couple spices like cinnamon and sea salt, or there's cocoa powder or cacao powder in it. And that's essentially just to give it a bit more flavor and variety. So there's lots of good ones in there. There's, I know there's a a morning glory, which has a bit of orange and goji berries and some dates and almonds. There's another one that's like a mint chocolate. Uh, there's a couple that are like an oatmeal chocolate chip and there's a cashew cookie dough, which are really good. So really kid friendly. Um, and all of those freeze extremely well. So easy to keep those in the freezer. Again, you can take the little baggy trick trick, sorry, with the trail mix and you can put a couple of those in. You can either keep them in the freezer or the fridge in a little basket, and then you can very easily pull them out and you can mix and match as well. So you have some different flavors each day. Um, I also love packing those with a bit of protein powder as well. So it's easy to, again, get in more plant-based sources of protein by using things like a pea-based protein powder or a hemp-based protein powder and hemp seeds and lots of nuts and seeds. And I think some of them too, I've even added some spirulina too. I think that's the green galaxy bite. It's a fun one. Okay. So energy bites, the link for that will be in the bio. Um, so you can go click and download that. And then if you make them, please, please, please tag me in them on Instagram. Cause I love sharing what you guys are making. Um, or if you do a post tag me in it, because I will share it on my, um, on my video and my stream so you can get featured, but I just really love seeing what, uh, what recipes you guys are enjoying. So I can continue to make more that are similar to that, but different varieties so that I know what recipes you guys are really hunting for. So I can deliver and hopefully your expectations. Okay. Uh, number four, I am a huge fan of dips. So anything that's dippable, whether that be guacamole or hummus. So a couple people have mentioned like Lindsay, every time I make guacamole, it turns brown. And yes, that's true. Because if you think about the nutritional components in avocado, there's a lot of antioxidants, right? Antioxidants are vitamin A, C, E, like those are all fantastic sources. 
but they're all found within an avocado. So of course, as soon as it's being exposed to oxygen, it's oxygenating. So of course it's going to brown, it's going to oxidize. So what I like to do is I will add a little bit of lemon that counteracts the um, oxidative um, effect that takes place. So no browning. And I'll do that either by adding a squeeze of lemon juice or I'll add a couple drops of lemon essential oil, which is the doTERRA one, food grade, certified pure therapeutic grade. So you don't have to worry about any of that being um, bad for you to ingest. I'll do that. It essentially saves the avocado from browning. And then I will also leave the pit in it. So if I'm making a a guacamole that has one or two avocados in it. I'll mash it all up. And then if I'm keeping it in the fridge, I'll put the pit in it and then I'll wrap it with my beeswax wrapper um, from Mind Your Bees. And it's just essentially a cloth that's been coated in beeswax. It's reusable, so you don't have to go through as much plastic. And then I'll keep that in my container or I'll pre-portion it into a container or a bento box so I can dip my veggies in it. Same thing applies with hummus, except you probably don't have avocado in that. So what I'll do is I'll just pre-portion that into my little containers and then I have some vegetables that I can dip into it. The other thing that I like doing with hummus is if you get those mason jars that are about 500 milliliters and it's the one that's a wide mouth is you can put the hummus in the bottom of the container and then you can put the carrots and your celery on top and then just seal it off. And it's already the carrot and um, carrot and your vegetable sticks are already half dipped into it. So it's easy just to pull and scoop. Um, the other tip that I've seen is people have done with the reverse. So they've taken an applesauce container, put the hummus in that, uh, they've eaten the applesauce, sorry, <laughs> um, eat the applesauce. And then they put the hummus in the plastic container. They cut their vegetables, put them in the mason jar, and then the applesauce container fits directly on top and then they can seal it off. So it's a little bit more effort. You have to go get applesauce cups if you want them. Um, the other option you can do is they do have organic hummus uh, at Costco. Uh, that's another plugin as well. If you haven't downloaded your uh, Costco superfood shopping guide, I think I titled it a holistic nutritionist guide to shopping at Costco. That's another great resource for you as well. It's my favorite foods, uh, favorite superfoods, everything from dressings to oils to um, berries to snacks to what else did I put in there? Superfood seeds, nuts, all those fun things. Um, but you can either email me or you can download that directly from my website. But I love doing uh, hummus with vegetables and you can mix up the variety. If you're someone who's looking for more of a keto variety, you're going to use zucchini and avocado. That'll be your base instead of chickpeas or any beans instead. So guacamole and hummus, love making that. It keeps for the week, um, especially if you're adding lemon to actually both of them. Okay. So that's tip number four or my option number four for you. Tip number five is veggie or protein burgers. So black bean burgers, white bean burgers, kidney bean burgers, whatever variation of a bean burger you want to make, those freeze really, really well, but it's also easy to add some vegetables to that. So, you know, shredding up some carrot or chopping up some kale, chopping up some, some onion and garlic and mixing all of those together and then cooking it or you can bake them as well. They bind really easily. The other variation, if you're like, oh, I'm not a huge fan of all the beans, you can also do them with chicken or ground turkey. I like to use a little bit of uh, um, almond flour or almond meal to help it bind or stick together. However, I've also crumbled up some of the cauliflower crisps from uh, Hippie Good Snack or Hippie Snacks, right? And they make essentially, when I grind them in the food processor, it essentially makes a flour-like consistency. So it's like a cauliflower 
cracker crumble flour thing. And uh, it's easy to help bind the, uh, the turkey burgers together. So I've done that with salmon and stuff. So something I recommend is getting some burgers and making them and freezing them. You can cut parchment paper into little squares and then you can keep them um, between the two burgers so that they don't stick. So it's easy for you to pull them out and to either cook one or two at a time um, without having to try to fight or muscle your way to break them apart. So really like that, especially considering if you make your protein, your burgers, um, there, you want to essentially make the spices neutral unless you want, for example, a Thai burger or something that's super spicy. But I find that if you keep it pretty bland and neutral, they go really well with anything. So you can break up a burger and you can top it over a salad. You can break up a burger and add a little bit of homemade pasta sauce and you basically have a pasta sauce that you can serve over some zucchini noodles or some brown rice pasta um, after you come home from hockey or the gym or something, I don't know, some activity. But it's easy to essentially add those to any meal that you're having. You can even take one of the burgers and do a bunless burger and add avocado and tomato and a little bit of avocado oil mayo. And you essentially have a homemade burger um, in less than two minutes. So uh, prep your burgers. I just need a sip of water. Jeez, podcast recording without someone interjecting to give you a break to swallow um, or just like breathe is makes you thirsty. Okay, tip number six is to make wraps. And it sounds weird when a nutritionist is like, make a wrap for lunch. But I'm not talking about your classic whole wheat wrap or you know, your, your Weight Watchers wrap. I'm talking about making a wrap that's made from real foods. So there's a couple great brands that are available. I've seen them in both Kitchener and Ottawa, and I'm assuming that if they have them in those two uh, locations, they probably have them at other health food stores. But if not, you can buy them online. Live Organics is a fantastic raw wrap. They use a base of flax seeds and carrots, and for their green ones, they use um, kale, and they have a turmeric one. They also have a sun-dried tomato one. So I've seen these at Whole Foods. It's about $6 for the package, $6 or $7 for the package, and you get four of the wraps. However, they are loaded with vitamin A, um, plant-based protein, and lots of fiber. For my friends who are keto, they pack about three grams of net carbs, which is incredible. And I have doubled them as I've used them for wraps. I've also used them for making pizzas and a friend of mine is coming over tonight and I'm going to cook her a pizza in my toaster oven and we're going to use the chipotle ones, put a little bit of pasta sauce, some chicken and some vegetables on top and then we'll essentially have a homemade um, pizza. So really good option there. The second one you can do is wrap it up raw. has another one that's a base of flax seeds and carrots as well. And you can essentially make up a superfood wrap for yourself with some prep protein. So if you're batch cooking protein in the week, really good thing to do is just be cook up a sheet of chicken or turkey or a little bit of beef. And so you can put that in your meal prep container and very easily you can make up a wrap um, that either has a plant-based source of protein, so chickpeas and beans, or you can add avocado and then tomato, chicken, whatever sauce that you like, or you can add a smear of your hummus or your guacamole. And then the third option for a wrap that you have is a rice paper wrap. Rice paper wraps are pretty funky because you just have to run the wrap under warm water and you have to make sure that the wrap is it can't get to the point where it starts to crumble in your hands, where it starts to get really soft and sticky because then it will essentially fall apart. So you have to run it under the water until it starts to become a little bit more pliable, but not too soft. So it's that happy medium Goldilocks um, like consistency. And so once you get it there, you can put it on your cutting board, you can fill it with your favorite vegetables, and then you can roll it up. And a really easy dip that I pair with those is I take one tablespoon of sun butter or almond butter about half a tablespoon of tamari, 
a half a clove of garlic, mince that up, and then a little bit of water. And I whisk that and I basically have a Thai salad dressing that pairs really well with any rice paper wrap that I want to dip or um, even pouring that on a salad or I'll pour it onto my turkey if I want to have a, like a Thai turkey or chicken. I guess it works really well for any protein. You don't have to be protein specific. Oh man. Okay. So three wrap options for you there. The live organic wraps, they, like I said, they have four or five flavors, the wrap it up raw, and then also rice paper wraps as well. And the rice paper wraps, I would recommend eating those within the first couple of days just because they do harden a bit. So if you're looking for something that'll keep a bit longer, I strongly recommend doing the wrap it up or the live raw wraps and then making sure that your sauce is pretty much either between your protein and your lettuce or your vegetables and make sure that the watery ones are on the inside so that it doesn't soften your wrap so you keep it nice and crisp and make sure that you dry off and like pat off your lettuce and whatever else you're putting into the wrap. Okay, we are on to tip or option number seven for you guys and that's protein pancakes or crepe wraps. So one of my favorite things to do is to make protein pancakes and it works really well, not in my pan right now because I burnt it. Um, so it's supposed to be like a really healthy nonstick pan um, that doesn't have any of the, the toxic coatings or protectings on it. It's a copper pan. I burnt it still. And so things stick to it. So part of me wants to message the company being like, it's not burn proof, but the other part of me knows that it's the user at fault. Anyhow, what I like to do is I will take half or a full banana. I'll add a scoop of protein powder to my blender and I'll add two eggs and I very easily whisk that together. You can add a little bit of water if you need to, but that's essentially your base for your protein pancakes. You do want the batter to be a little bit thicker, so not too, too runny, um, unless you're going for a more crepe-like consistency. And then you can heat up your skillet or your saucepan. Add a little bit of coconut oil, or you can spray the coconut oil if you have one of those aerosol spray cans. Um, I think Nutiva makes some really healthy ones. And then just scoop out the protein um, batter. And it should make anywhere between like four, like three to four really large pancakes, but I like to do smaller ones. And in that case, it'll make five to seven. If you're looking for more crepe-like consistency, add a little bit more water to it. Let it cook for about two minutes per side. Crepes, flip them over. Keep them nice and thin and you almost want to undercook these, but you can very easily fill it with a bit of nut butter and then some uh, berries or apple or banana and roll them up into crepes and you have those for a couple of days. Okay, tip number eight is you can do a tuna chicken or egg salad or you can also do a uh, chickpea salad as well. Those keep really well in the fridge for a couple of days at least, but if you're looking for more of a plant-based option, like I said, mash some chickpeas, add a little bit of avocado, and some mayo as well, like avocado oil mayo. Um, and you can mash that and then you can add in celery and onions and cranberries and apple and a little bit of sea salt and pepper. Very easily have a some sort of egg, chicken, tuna, chickpea salad. You can do the same when it comes to tuna. I'm a huge fan of doing tuna salad and then using some celery scoops to gobble it up. Or you can do it with chicken and you can add some egg if you want a bit more of a hearty filling one. So that's just a great staple that you can keep. And if you're keeping that in a glass dish, you can easily scoop that out and you can again add it to a wrap. Um, you can add it to a salad when you get home after a long day at work, or you can just eat it straight into the dish, but it is totally up to you. That makes a really good option in a bento box if you're looking to take more of a like compartmentalized um lunch option to to work with you so you can have chicken salad on one side you can have some nuts and seeds in the other you can have some fresh cut up vegetables in one side and then you can have a hard-boiled egg in the other so great option there uh, number nine speaking of eggs is you can do egg bites and or cups so you've probably ordered these at starbucks before and they have the egg white bites and the egg 
egg cups. Um, the bacon cheddar ones I've heard are the best because they have the yolk in them. The egg white ones are probably a little bit light. So easy thing to do is to grease your muffin tin and then you can add like six to seven or more eggs in your large bowl. Add a bunch of vegetables to it. You can also add like some bacon or whatever meat that you're looking to chop up sea salt and pepper, whisk it, and then you can essentially just start to pour it into each of the muffin cups. Bake it in the oven at 350 for anywhere between like four to about eight minutes or so, depending on how temperate your oven is. But it's an easy way that you can essentially have an egg cup and you can eat it kind of like a cupcake, but it's not going to be sweet, so don't get your hopes up. But it's an easy way you can pack in a lot of protein, but also some vegetables. And it'll help you be satiated in between that breakfast and lunch or that lunch and dinner phase when you're packaged and you're starting to go for the candy or the chips or the chocolate or the pop um, that are in the vending machines at work. Or if you're lucky enough, are probably on the counter at work in the kitchen because they're trying to make sure you guys can stay awake throughout the day. So some easy tips there. Mason jar salads and dressings is tip number 10. So these are really fun, especially if you can get your kids in the kitchen with you. So I like taking a, um, a small bowl or you can be, be even extra dish saving. Um, you can pour your olive oil, your apple cider vinegar, or your balsamic vinegar. And if you want to get fancy, you can put a couple drops of either lemon essential oil or wild orange or lime just to give it a bit more flavor. So pour it into one big mason jar give it a good shake, and then you can pour and divide the dressing into four or five other containers. Put the dressing at the bottom, and then you can essentially start to flesh out a mason jar salad. And this is really cool because the mason jar salad, what it does is it essentially keeps everything that needs to be separate, separate. So anything that does have liquid, so you're thinking things like tomatoes and cucumbers and um, any of your sauces, those should be at the bottom of your salad just so that the, the liquid stays together. And then you want to start to layer it by things that start to get less and less watery. So going like apples and avocado and going into your protein, like chickpeas or chicken, or if you want to do some shrimp or something along those lines, and then your greens are on top. So essentially you go liquid to dry and it just keeps the salad together. And then when you're ready to eat it, you just flip it and you shake it. So some really good options that I love for mason jar salads is, again, olive oil, apple cider vinegar, a little bit of Dijon mustard and a drop or two of lemon essential oil, shake that up. And then I'll layer in apples, avocado, um, bell pepper, chicken, a little bit of goat cheese, or um, like uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Feta cheese. And then I'll add in some, a handful of greens and flip that. And I basically have my homemade green garden salad to take to work. And I love right now I'm on a apple cider vinegar craze and I completely love it. I'm head over heels for it. So mason jar salads and dressings. When it comes to dressings, I had an interview with Megan Telpner earlier this week and she was talking about making her dressings from scratch. And I said, well, like Megan, what if people say that they don't have time? She's like, it doesn't take less than, or it takes less than a minute to pour avocado oil or olive oil and apple cider vinegar or tamari or whatever other mixture that you're making. It's usually three ingredients at most for a dressing. And all you have to do is shake it. So you can keep that in your fridge. Um, I had dinner with a friend last night and I said, I'm coming over. What do you want to do for dinner? And she's like, I don't want to cook. And I was like, I don't want to eat out. And so I was like, okay, that's it. I'm making you dinner. So I, we went over and I chopped up a bunch of vegetables for her. And then I made a dressing out of, uh, was it tahini? So if you haven't had tahini before, it's ground sesame seeds. And then I added a splash of tamari, which is a gluten-free soy sauce. And then I added a, what else did I add in there? Um, oh, and then a little bit of lemon. So I added the juice of one lemon 
and some sea salt. And I whisked that together and we poured that over a salad that had chickpeas and cabbage and carrots and bell peppers. And I think that's it. And some green onions. And it was delicious. So really, really easy to make your dressings from scratch. If you are, just make sure that you're prepping a lot of them and just keep them in the mason jar or the fridge for the week. And they're usually pretty versatile. So you can pour them on anything. Okay. We have four last tips for you guys. So the 11th option is sliced turkey roll-ups with avocado or cheese or tomato or whatever sauce that you want to layer them with. So if you're getting a turkey breast or a chicken breast, something you can easily do instead of getting the, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? The deli meats. Instead of getting those, you can essentially just slice them lengthwise. So they're nice and long and you can fill it with a a little slice of avocado or a couple cherry tomatoes, or you can fill it with a, um, a tablespoon or two of your homemade hummus or guacamole, and you can roll them into little wraps, put a toothpick in them, or just arrange them in your meal prep containers so that they all stay together. But that's a really easy way to get a dense source of protein, lots of healthy, good fats, and a little bit of like a sweet tooth curber craver, I guess is a good word to say it because protein and good fats really do increase the amount of leptin and they stop your hunger satiate or your hunger hormone, which is ghrelin. Um, so really good for managing your appetite, but also blood sugar and preventing you from overeating is to make sure that you're eating enough protein and good fats throughout the day. So strongly recommend that. Uh, other thing too, is instead of doing chicken, you can do turkey. You could probably do this with a couple other proteins as well. You could do this with smoked salmon layer it with, um, could be anything from like a little bit of goat's cheese. And then you could add a couple chopped up capers, or you could add some sliced cucumber, like a strip of cucumber, and then roll that up. Actually, that'd be really good. Oh, I'm hungry for smoked salmon. Uh, the things that come out of my mouth when I'm recording and my brain starts to go off. Okay. Tip number 12 or option number 12 is to make a charcuterie. So this is more of what's what adults prefer. A lot of the other tips that I've been giving have been great for both kids and for adults, but these ones are more adult style. Uh, the charcuterie board I like is a healthy version. So we're not doing a lot of bread and crackers. We're doing more of the proteins. So, you know, cooking up or chopping up some, could be salami. It could be like venison, which is really good. You could also just have a normal protein such as smoked salmon. You could also just do some chopped chicken or turkey or, um, even like cold salmon, that would be really good. So pick a protein. Uh, olives, I love camelotta olives. If I said that wrong, don't hate me, but it's either camelotta or camelotta olives. And you have the dark purple ones and they have to be pitted because I I love olives, but if I have to pit them myself and I'm on, on a date or I'm out with friends, the last thing I wanna do is try to de-pit the olive in my mouth and look all ladylike trying to pull it out. It's just a mess. Anyhow, but uh, olives, a fantastic source of um, fatty acids, but they also pack a punch. So about three calories, about or sorry, three calories, three olives are about 45 calories or so. So it makes a really easy snack if you need something right before dinner, or if you need something just to add a little bit of savoriness and saltiness to your dish, and you just need a little bit, uh, olives are a great option for that. Okay. Uh, the other thing that I like to add to charcuterie is cheese. So you can add feta, you can add goat's cheese, you can add some, um, I really like the one from Costco. It's the double smoked applewood cheddar. Uh, I, I say I love cheese. I don't eat a lot of it. So I do just try to get like higher qualities. Um, and one of those being the double smoked applewood cheddar. So when I'm home at my parents' house and they do eat a lot more cheese, I'll have like a slice or two of that, but it's not a ton. 
So um, I strongly recommend that you are doing like pairing a little bit of cheese, add some crackers like the hippie um, hippie snacks organic. They have some really good ones. Um, they have cauliflower and ranch, and you can use those to layer and essentially build out some charcuterie ones. And then you can also use nude food. They have a really good one that is the keto and they have their regular original uh, brand and flavors as well. And if you are paleo, um, I strongly recommend trying the the nude fa- or sorry the nude snacks uh, crackers as well, just because they use a base of flax seeds and they typically will do some sweet potato. Um, they might do a little bit of, I think it's only in their barbecue ones that they have the buckwheat, but for the most part, those are paleo. They're raw um, and they're filled with raw ingredients. So I I love 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 uh, Julia. And actually, if you haven't listened to the episode I just published with her, sorry hiccups live, live recording issues. Um, I just recorded an episode and it's, what did I title it? Uh, it was like getting naked with nude food. Um, but also it's just really, really wholesome crackers and snacks that are, uh, just honest with their ingredient list and it's, everything is recognizable. So Julia is incredible. That's episode number 15 on our podcast and you can go back. I'll link it in the show notes as well. So you can go back and listen to the interview. Okay, friends, we are on to tip number 13. This is actually a little bit more kid-friendly. So something I really like doing is making mason jar puddings, whether that be a chia seed pudding or an avocado pudding. Mason jars are incredible. You can get the the wide mouth ones or you can get the, um, the no, sorry, wide mouth ones, but the 500 milliliter or you can get the 250. Both of those make really good bases for chia seed puddings. So if you have the 250 ones, those are great. A chia seed pudding should be a ratio of about one to four chia seeds to liquid. And I typically say almond milk or coconut milk is going to be your best bet for it just for consistency purposes and just to give it a bit more flavor. So chia seeds, if you haven't heard of them, they're a superfood seed that basically soak up about 10 times their weight. So if you can think about what they're doing in your stomach, they expand really easily. So they fill you up and they're packed with fiber. Um, So it's an easy way to add more fiber to your diet, but also to Make some fun versions of your favorite things like a chocolate pudding or a key lime pie or a lemon um, meringue uh, chia seed pudding as well because it crushes any craving that you have, but they're very, very versatile in the sense of how you can use them. So chia seeds you can add to a smoothie. You can grind them up into a flour and you can add them to a baking um, baking recipe because they bind like eggs. So when you grind them up, you add a little bit of liquid. They essentially turn into an egg-like consistency and then you can whisk them up and add them to your baking. And you can also make chia seed pudding out of them, again, by doing that base. So my base recipe for myself is usually three tablespoons of chia seeds and then about um, three-quarter cup liquid, almond milk, coconut milk, or if I if I don't have any water. Um, and then I'll whisk that together. You can add whatever spices that you like. You can add some vanilla. You can add a little bit of sea salt or cacao powder. You can add sweetener of choice. So you know, local honey, Truby's honey. We have an episode coming out with her. Um, we were talking about how honey is such a superfood and contains amino acids. It contains enzyme. It contains natural sugars that I digested already for you by the bees in their little bellies. You can also use stevia as well if you want a sugar-free option, but whisk that together and you can put that in your little mason jar and then you can top it with things like banana, raspberries, blueberries, um, goji berries. You can top it with some almond butter or pumpkin seed butter or even tahini if you want something more savory. So that's a really great option is the chia seed pudding and that keeps for anywhere between three to four days. You can do the same thing with overnight oats. Instead of using the mason, sorry, instead of using the chia seeds, you can just substitute in oats 
However, I still recommend keeping a little bit of the chia seeds in, um, and you can essentially make overnight oat um, or overnight oat pudding, um, essentially. With the avocado mousse or the avocado pudding, I recommend taking one large avocado. You can put it in a blender or a food processor, add a couple uh, tablespoons of almond milk, and then if you want to add a tablespoon of cacao powder, which is the unprocessed raw version of cocoa powder, a fantastic source of magnesium, um, and it essentially crushes any chocolate craving that you could possibly have. Add your sweetener of choice, honey, maple syrup, stevia, and then you can blend it up until it's a really fine uh, pudding-like consistency. Portion that in, and then the morning of, you can add a couple fresh, fresh raspberries to it as well if you want a chocolate raspberry pudding. Okay, friends, we are getting down to the last of the two tips or options that I have for making back-to-school snacking and uh, back-to-school lunches a breeze on your end. Okay, the 14th option is to double batch your smoothies and to take the leftovers with you as a snack. So yes, it sounds boring and some people might be like, oh, I don't want to have the same breakfast or lunch or you know, I don't have the same snack twice in a day. So what I recommend doing is for breakfast, make a smoothie and a half and then take that extra half of the smoothie for your snack later in the day. So that could be if you're making a green monster smoothie and you're going for a workout early in the morning, have half of that before you go and go for your lift or go for your cardio session or whatever you're doing. And then have the other half of that later in the day as a snack, or you can have it after your workout. So you have a pre and a post workout. The other option you could do is you could make a smoothie for lunch and then take that with you. As long as it's packed with protein, um, like a fantastic amount of healthy fiber, and then lots of good fats, your stomach should be set for a number of hours, meaning like three or four, because it's packed with the right combo of ingredients. So if you haven't listened to the um, the smoothie making equation episode, I believe it's episode number eight, um, I will link it in the show notes as well. And that is a great, uh, great episode to refer to in terms of how to properly combine um, ingredients for a smoothie to make sure that you have a balanced blood sugar throughout the day, but also ensuring that you don't get hungry a couple hours after because it's a very easy and a very common thing that I see with people who are making smoothies is they'll be hungry two hours later because all they had was fruit juice, frozen yogurt, and a bunch of frozen fruit. So it's just sugar, sugar, sugar with a little bit of fat coming from the milk or the cream. So making sure we are getting our protein in, feeding our muscles, feeding our brains, but also crushing our appetite and making sure that we are keeping our hunger hormones to a level where we can go a few hours without eating um, that our blood sugar dropping because they are balanced. And there are some awesome smoothie recipes on my Instagram page if you haven't been there yet. Uh, it's at Lindsay Mustard. And I post recipes almost daily, um, but it's at least four or five recipes a week. And most of which are smoothies because I'm a huge fan of using my blender. And I just posted another one that was a keto berry smoothie and it featured the love good fats shake mix as well, um, which is another great option for your, your smoothie mix is if you want more of a keto option. Theirs is about, I believe, don't quote me on it. I think it's 11 grams of fiber. The the vanilla one has more fiber than the chocolate. The vanilla has 11 grams of fiber. The chocolate has 10 grams. I'm pulling this out of the top of my head. And I believe it's about seven to eight grams of protein per uh, per serving of their shake mix, but it's about 13 grams of fat. Um, and that's, again, keto is more oriented towards good fats. It's not meant to be more of a protein shake. So that's more something that's going to keep you full for a number of hours. The other thing that I recommend doing is if you're looking for more of a protein powder, this is when you can either use the Genuine Health protein powder so uh, Genuine Health, they have a huge variety of proteins. So they have a couple that are more vegan and athlete geared and tailored. 
Uh, they also have their fermented protein powder, which I recommend for anyone who struggles with anything like IBS or indigestion or bloating or gas, just because the food has been fermented. So it's easier for your body to uptake and absorb. So fermented uh, vegan protein plus that's uh, on their website. You can use the discount code. I believe we said it to Lindsay, but it's in the show notes. So you can use that discount code or if you're looking for more sports supplements, but also another option for vegan protein powders, I strongly recommend looking into Kaizen Naturals. They're a Manitoba-based company, but they make everything clean. So uh, no artificial flavorings, sweeteners, colorings, dyes, ingredients, anything fake that you can't pronounce. Uh, They just released a new BCAA, but they also have a vegan and... um, vegan and a whey protein line. So they have an ISO whey and they also have their combo whey, which is like a mix of the casein and the the whey. And then the last one that they have is their vegan line, which is a sprouted mixture between quinoa and I think it's brown rice or pea or one of the two. I have to look back at the label. Anywho, some good options there and you can use all of, again, the discount codes are in the show notes as well if you want to plug that in. And then the last thing that I recommend to do, drum roll, is pasta salad or salad with pasta. One of my favorite ladies on Instagram, it's her name is a college nutritionist on, on the gram. And she posted a picture of, it was a pasta salad versus a pasta in salad. And I loved this idea because it essentially showed how you can have all of the foods that you're craving, but you don't have to have them in the same quantities in order to fulfill the craving that you're looking to meet. So instead of doing three cups of cold pasta salad, she did two cups of greens and then like a half or a full cup of cold pasta, mix it with a little bit of olive oil, some olives, cheese, some kale. Um, and she had a really wholesome, hearty meal that essentially met the craving that she was looking to suppress and to, to enjoy, but it didn't have, it didn't force her to have like a carb overload. So she had lots of protein in there, um, but she also had a balanced meal that kept her full for hours. So pasta salad, really easy to make, cook up some brown rice or chickpea or some lentil pasta. And then you can easily keep that cold in the fridge. And then you can go and add a little bit of that to a salad. Um, You can even make up the pasta salad and then just have greens ready for you to add the pasta to and take that for lunch. And then that also makes an easy dinner as well. So keeps it keeps really well cold. You can reheat it if you want to, and then you can add a side salad. Uh, But that's a really good option that I recommend that you take for, um, for lunch and to school and to pack with the kids as well. So there you guys have it. Um, That is my 15 tips for getting back to school snacks and lunches easy. Um, I did actually have one extra tip for you guys. And this is more of a, an idea that I was playing around with because I mentioned it to a friend of mine. She was like, I have never heard of a bulletproof snack drawer before. I was like, what? She's like, no. She's like all the time at work, they would always bring us stuff like candy. I have one friend who's an accountant and during the, the accounting season, which is around April. It's madness. March and April are absolute madness. Um, my mom's an accountant. And when I was growing up, I basically, I went see her for a couple months because she would be working and, uh, tax season was just awful, but they would always bring in candy for them. And my friend who's the accountant, she said that there's a candy bar and it's just to keep them going because sugar is a very easy conversion for energy for our body. But we also just, we ride the behemoth when we're on it because it's like peak crash, peak crash, peak crash. And it's just a mess. So what I recommend doing is keeping a bulletproof snack drawer. So if you have favorite ingredients or favorite ingredients, favorite snacks that you know that the office people love to bring in. So donuts be it. Um, I recommend keeping energy bites in either the freezer or your desk or keeping keto bars. So like love good fats bars, you can do the Daryl B bars, you can do a genuine health bar um, or a Lara bar 
or an RX bar. I'm just listing off ideas here for you guys, but you can also make your own granola bars and you can keep those in your desk drawer. You can also keep things like um, packets of nut butters and nut seeds and uh, your trail mix you can keep in there. You can also keep some single serving portions of a protein shake, like a caramel chip or a vanilla or a chocolate or something that you know that you can very easily shake up and have a quote unquote milkshake. If it's more whey based, it's more milkshake like consistency. If not, you can do more of the plant. So it's little things like that. Um, I also recommend keeping dark chocolate in your desk, uh, like high, high quality dark chocolate, like Zazu bean or Giddy Yo-Yo, you know, ones that use cacao butter and coconut sugar. And um, they're using the, the highest sourced quality cacao powder that you can possibly find. Um, I also recommend keeping like things like nude food. It's easy to keep those nude food crackers in your desk, especially the goji banana or the banana cacao, which are my favorite. Um, and their spirulina ones, those are all really good. So it's easy to keep those as an option, especially when like cravings and temptations start to roll into the office. Um, as you start to get into the, you know, September through December, March, or yeah, Oopsie, I said that wrong. September through December, a uh, little bit of madness because everyone's prepping for Christmas and holidays and then you're going to be into work events and outings and things like that. So I strongly recommend that you keep a bulletproof snack drawer so that when something rolls in the door, you are fully equipped and you don't have to go off your plan and you can still feel really good about eating wholesome foods without having to um, overeat because your, your blood sugar isn't going to be riding a high and then dropping um, to the bottom of the office floor in a pinch. I know it sounds weird. Anyhow, um, the last thing that I want to say to you guys is, like I said, I mentioned some really good companies that you can buy, um, like pre-made superfood snacks from. So love good fats, hippie snacks, organics, uh, nude food, Zazu bean, uh, giddy yo-yo, Daryl B, um, bars. You can find those at farm boy and now at most superfood or super stores. Sorry. Um, so if you're in the Kitchener area, it's known as Zara's. If you're in the Ottawa area, it's superstore Loblaws or PC. Um, anything around that area. And then the other tip that I have for you guys is Genuine Health. They have some bars and you can also find um, some like coconut, shred uh, shredded coconut or coconut chips. And those are by uh, Buddha Bowl or Love Buddha, one of the two. Had them last night. They're really good. So my pro tip for you when it comes to back to school and back to work is just to make sure that you're taking a couple of these tips and setting aside like an hour on the weekend to make your trail mix bags to make some like protein cookies, to make some protein bars or energy bites or something along those lines. But just take a little bit of time, carve it out of your calendar so it's set. And it's easy when you start to build up your stock of all of those. And then you can keep them um, in the pantry or the freezer whenever you need it. And it's easy just to pull it out as you go. Um, other thing that I recommend is freeze as much as you can, if I didn't say that already. And then the last thing is you can make some smoothie bags as well to ease the burden of making smoothies in the morning. All you have to do is pretty much just add the mixture to a blender and then blend on high and pour it in a mason jar and you're out the door. So last thing I want to mention is if you are in a family or a relationship, like ask your partner, ask your spouse, ask your kids for help um, because they would probably love to be in the kitchen with you and to, you know, make sure that some of the food rolling out is to their, uh, yes, that they would like it. I think it's a better way, a more polite way of saying it. So just, I know, ask them what they want to try and then ask them if they want to get involved and help. And if they don't, well, don't let them eat the dark chocolate cacao bites that you're going to make for yourself. Let them eat their, I don't know, apple. Who knows? They can have whatever superfood snack they're looking for. So I really hope that these tips helped you guys. I know that they're going to help me, especially this week as we're meal prepping and getting into the groove and the countdown for final exams. So coming up in exactly a month, I'm terrified, but it's going to be fine. 
Uh, one other thing that I'll mention is I will be traveling the first week of September. So I'll show you guys on Instagram what I'm going to take with me. A lot of it is going to be, again, superfood snacks, um, some keto bars that I'll be taking with me in the plane. And I'll also be making sure that I'm taking some protein, single serve protein powder um, servings with me as well. So I can have that in the hotel room and I'll bring things like chia seeds and some nut butters and some other snacks like that. So I can keep those in the hotel room and I can either add, um, you know, almond milk when we buy it there, or I can go and get, um, uh, like some hot water and I can make some oatmeal in the morning, or I can also bring my protein bites and things like that. So I will show you guys what I'm making when I'm in Utah. And then I'll show you guys what I prep with me, uh, to bring to school for lunch the following week. But if you're not already following me on Instagram, please do so. It's at Lindsay Mustard. I share, again, daily, pretty much daily recipes. Um, but you can also follow along my stories. I post my workouts there as well. So most people just screenshot those and then follow them along in the future. So if there's any other content that you're looking for me, you can always shoot me a personal email at lindsay at lindsaymustard.com. And you can comment directly on any post. I respond to everything and I read every single email. So I'm wishing you guys a wonderful start to your September. And I hope that easing back into work and getting the kids back into school isn't too, too hard on you. But do make sure that you carve out some time just for yourself because it's important and self-care is the, it should be a number one priority of yours. So take care of yourself, eat some wholesome food, drink lots of water, and make sure that you smile and have some fun along the way. I will see you guys on the Instagram and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks for listening. Did you enjoy today's episode? If so, please let us know. We'd love to hear your feedback. Leave us a review or rating on iTunes or email us directly at lindsay at lindsaymustard.com. If you're ready for more and you're looking to supercharge your health and finally tackle all of the health goals you set for yourself back in the new year, don't miss out on your chance to book a free 20-minute nutrition coaching discovery call with me, Lindsay. I've opened up a limited number of spots in my calendar to connect with the individuals who are ready to jump in with both feet to create nutritional habits that'll last a lifetime. There'll be no more worrying about weight loss or why you're constantly bloated, tired, or struggling with mood swings. If you've ever wondered what private nutrition coaching has to offer, this is your time. Click the link in the show notes to schedule a free call with me, Miss Mustard, and leave with the clarity, confidence, and coaching plan that is tailored to your individual needs to take your health to the next level. Healthy doesn't have to be hard, and I'm here to show you how to make it happen. And maybe to convince you to like kale along the way. Spots are limited, so book your call now by clicking the link in the show notes below. As always, if you're looking for one bowl wonder healthy recipes and nutrition tips that don't require you to break the bank, you can find that and much more on my Instagram page at lindsaymustard or on my website, lindsaymustard.com. As always, stay rad, friends, and eat your greens.